I want to pray. Father, thank you for this morning, Lord. Thank you for your word, God. I pray that you would build faith in us today, God. I thank you for being the author and finisher of our faith and the great things that you're wanting to do here this morning. I pray uh, for your anointing upon your word. I pray that you would affect us, God, for eternity. Give us the things that you've spoken to us in your word, God, and give us remembrance to stand on what you've told us, God. And we thank you for grace and the ability to walk this life out, Lord. We love you, and we thank you, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that man has been made in the image of God. And so everything that you see in your own life apart from our sin nature, we have the attributes of God. We laugh, we cry, we sing. I believe God does all of those things. We're, we've got a lot of wisdom um, we're very persistent in things that we want. I believe God is very persistent, and I believe that he has made us in his image, as the word of God tells us. And so everything that you see in our life, God is. Those attributes that we see, that is who God is, yet without sin, because sin has perverted the things that you see in a human. And I want to talk to you this morning about being persistent, because I believe that we can be persistent in a lot of things in life. A lot of times in our sin nature, we can be so persistent that we can manipulate things to do the thing to get what we want, right? We're absolute professionals at being persistent in the things that we want. And I'll just say it like this. I was thinking of some things that we're persistent in. Anybody ever get stuck in the mud? And you're like backwards and forward, backwards and forward, trying to get your vehicle out of the mud. And you're like almost getting it. And we go in reverse and we're almost getting it. And we go back forward and we're just absolutely persistent. We're going to get our car out of the mud. And then sometimes we do and sometimes we're having to call somebody uh, like Todd to come bring the John Deere tractor to pull us out of the mud. But we were as persistent as we could be, right? God made you that way to be persistent. Um, I was thinking about different things like maybe you play sports in here and you can be very persistent in what you do. You're practicing the sport that you play. You're playing games. You're exercising for that. And the more persistent you are in that, the better you get, right? Practice makes perfect, they say. Well, I be persistency perfects what you're doing. You just keep going for it. Or maybe you're on a diet and you're like, okay, I want to lose some weight. And so you start this particular diet and you are just absolutely persistent in what you do. I'm not going to eat these foods. I'm only going to eat these foods. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to exercise. And we're, we're so adamant and being persistent because, hey, I want to get in shape, right? I want to lose weight or I want to gain weight, whatever it may be for your life. And so we're just nonstop persistent in the things that we want. What is it for you? What are you persistent at? What are you persistent at in your life right now? I love to fish. And I used to go fishing, me and my dad, all day long. He was a little more persistent than I was. But we would get in the boat and we would go out to fish. <clears throat> and sometimes you're catching fish and sometimes you're not. Well, we'd go out sometimes and we're fishing. Hour goes by, two hour goes by. You get a couple of bumps and nothing. And I'm like, man, I'm ready to go. And my dad's just still fishing. I'm like, dad, we've been out here for two and a half hours. We hadn't caught nothing. He said, all you judges got to keep trying, you know. And then after three or four hours, all of a sudden the fish start biting. But it was because he stayed there and we ended up catching 50, 80 fish and come home and see, son, if we'd have got up and left when you said we wouldn't have caught all these fish. And so 
He was persistent in that. And sometimes you're persistent and you can go all the way till dark and still never catch nothing. But then you're about to go again the following weekend. We're going to go back out there again. Well, we already fished this before. You didn't catch nothing next time. Well, it doesn't matter. We like to fish, right? So we just keep trying until we catch something. Um, I think about this. You were a kid once and some of you in here, many of you have children. But when your children want something, they can be extremely persistent to the point where you just want to knock them out, right? And even when you tell them you're going to knock them out, they are still extremely persistent. And you're like, you did you not hear me the first time when I said no? Obviously, you didn't. Y'all know, y'all know what I mean. We were all children at one point, right? So we did the same thing to our parents. I've been smacked a few times for being extremely persistent. But I believe God honors persistence. And I believe that God made us that way. He does not want us being disrespectful to our parents' children. So mom says no, dad says no, period. Walk away and the answer is no. Be persistent in something else, you're going to get smacked. Right? How about when you were dating someone? Or maybe you're dating someone now. We call it courting, right? That's the old name for it. We call it dating nowadays. We can be very persistent when we're dating someone because we might want to spend the rest of our life with that person, right? And so we spend a lot of time in persistence to get what we want, right? Guys, we're court our women. We give them everything that they want. When they say, I do, we stop. Ladies are like, I'm on your side, ladies. I did the same thing. My wife is teaching me not to stop. Amen. Got to be persistent, right? Don't stop. Just because we or they say I do doesn't mean that we stop. We should never stop. That's a good quality to be persistent in. Amen. So with all of that persistence as a human, some of you may be a little more persistent than others. If you're a salesman and you're trying to sell something, then we'd be very persistent, right? For you salespeople, I used to sell things and I was very persistent, but I was not one of those aggravating salesmen because they have those kind that just really hot sell you and you just like, please go away. I'm not bad at because you're that way. You're over persistent. Settle down. But God has made us persistent because in that persistence, it pays off. If you're a realtor and you're persistent in what you do, you're going to do well, right? It's a fact. So God gave us the ability to be very persistent. And I love that attribute. But I find at times that when we should be as believers or even non-believers that would believe in God, but maybe you're not walking with God. Let me say it that way. Because maybe some of you or some have come in today and maybe you're not walking with the Lord. But God has been pursuing you. God has been persistent towards you. And maybe you're a believer here this morning and God has been persistent with you. Maybe God has been telling you things and showing you things and desiring certain things from us. And he's been very persistent with us. And maybe in his persistence, we're now doing what he has desired of us. Amen? And the reason, because God has not given up on us. 
He loves praise. For months, God has been speaking to us about. And now that we're giving him. He loves it. And he's been persistently talking to us. He has been persistent talking to us about, hey, don't worry about tomorrow. It's going to get darker, my children. Don't be alarmed by that. This world may change, but I never do. I am the I am, period. And I have the last say-so because I'm God, period. Hey, that's what God has been speaking to us. Because as the days grow a little bit darker, faith is going to need to be stronger. Who authors our faith? And who finishes our faith? And how does faith come? So we need to hear God, right? If I want my faith stronger tomorrow, I've got to hear from God. And living faith always has an exercise with it. Because dead faith does nothing. I believe that faith comes from God. Would everybody agree with me? If not, we'll talk about it. i got a lot of scriptures. He's author and finisher, and faith comes by hearing God. Period. We just stop with those three. So God authors the faith that you have. And the Bible says without work, with faith without a work, then that faith is a dead faith. It's just your faith. It's a normal human faith. You remember in the Bible when Jesus would talk about faith and he would say that he marveled at people's faith? People say, oh man, they had great faith. And it looks like it's saying that that human had great faith. But if God is the author of faith and the finisher of faith, and faith comes by hearing God, then God gave the faith to the human. The human just acted upon it. Because we've given, given, been given a free will to where we hear God, I can either step out of the boat or I can just stand there looking at him. Right? But when we hear come and we know that's our father's voice and we begin to act upon what God says, God rewards his own faith. Right? God rewards his faith. So God is a rewarder of those that are persistent. And I believe if you are persistent with God, then that means you have a lot of faith in God. Because I'm not going to stop until I get what I want. Are y'all hearing me this morning? And God has been the ultimate persistent at coming after you. And he is not going to stop coming after you until he gets what he wants. And the reason he knows that is because he is going after his own faith. It would say, God would say something like this. You have children in here, they're not walking with the Lord. God says, I believe if I keep pursuing them, they'll come to me. And so God is not going to stop pursuing your children. He's not going to stop pursuing your family. Bill, he's not going to stop pursuing your mom and dad because he loves them. And I can say, my friends here, Miss Joan Kerner here, your mom and dad, God pursued them all the way to the end. Her dad just went home to be with Jesus, 90 years old or plus, gave his life to the Lord at 90. God pursued your dad with a persistence. That I will get what my son died for. Aren't you glad for the persistence that God is towards us? 
But God has put persistence in us. And a lot of times we are guilty of not being persistent towards him. I'm guilty of that. I would need something in life. And oh God, please help me in the name of Jesus. And I don't see it happen. We go to something else. I got a backup plan, right? God does not want you to walk around with a backup plan. He wants to be everything for us. He is the answer for everything for us. But we always have a backup plan just in case God doesn't come through for me. And a lot of times we'll go to God and ask or we'll try to figure it out, then go to God and ask and then don't get we will and go revert right back where we came from. Anybody else guilty other than me? Why do we do that? Well, I believe it's because a lot of times our faith needs to be built up. How many of you know that God is concerned about your faith? When you read in all the epistles that Paul wrote nonstop, was he talking about, I'm desiring to hear about your faith. I desire that your faith be built. I heard about your great faith and I am so encouraged by your faith. He sent Timothy and Titus and other men of God to go and to bring the word of God to build people's faith, right? Because when our faith is strong and it's strong in God, which is where it needs to be, then we're not going to stop believing all the way to the end. How many of you are born again this morning? And you know that if you keep your faith in Jesus Christ to the end, hey, we're going home. There's an eternal glory for every one of us that's put our faith in Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad for that this morning? So I believe with all of my heart that God is the one that rewards faith. Listen to this. But without faith, Hebrews 11, it says it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. So if you look at that word, you know, being very persistent, it means to be diligent, to go forth for something without stopping. So God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That word diligent is written there for a reason. Because God just doesn't want us to kind of partially seek him and then go away. But he loves when we diligently seek him. When I see people, you're my friends in this altar, and y'all are down here just diligently seeking God with tears, and you come up off of the altar with a big smile on your face, it was because of your persistence before God when God spoke to you, and you begin to come down in these altars and lay before God, and you're being persistent in what you're asking for, or believing for, or trusting God for, and then God comes and he rewards the diligently seeking. Amen? How many of you want to be rewarded by God? Well, you got to have faith or you can't please God. And God is going to reward those that diligently seek him. Guys, that's either true or it's not, right? How many of you know it to be true? Then if I say that I believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, then I'm wondering why so many times I come to God for certain things and I don't press in like I should. Now, I'm not saying these things to condemn nobody. I'm just giving you the facts of Jeff this morning. 
I could preach this and turn around tomorrow and have a need and not be diligent. But I want God to build my faith up. I want God to make me what this word is making us. Because I know only the grace of God and the power of God can make me like Jesus. How many know that Jesus had great faith? I mean, he endured everything that he went through and accomplished everything because he had great faith in his father. And he was diligent in doing everything that the father asked of his life. And so in that, it is a reflection upon us what God is doing through Jesus Christ in our life. Amen? So what are you seeking for today? What have you been asking God for? And I know that every morning, it seems like my prayer life is more of asking things from God. And that's okay. He loves it when we ask, right? Because he says, you have not because you ask not. Or we ask for a selfish reason. But God loves it when we come and bring our petitions. He says, come and cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Don't be anxious for anything, but by prayer and supplications, making your requests made known unto me. And then the peace of God is going to come and surpass all of your understandings. He's going to keep our minds and our heart close to Jesus. Because we're praying without ceasing and we're believing for God to do what he's going to do instead of just worrying about the situation. Amen. This is what God is doing. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. I want to encourage you this morning. Keep seeking after God. Keep being persistent with God in everything in life. God rewards those that diligently seek him. When you're persistent with God, I don't care if it takes 50 years, 25 years, or 100 years. If you keep faith in Jesus and believe what God said, then it is going to come to pass. And you can look at all the great men and women of God throughout the Old Testament that God spoke to. And they endured everything and went forward until they received what God had for them. Faith ends in sight, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And faith ends in sight. Amen? Whether it's here or home. But we will see when that faith comes to sight. Amen? Matthew chapter 7. Read along with me in verse 7. Matthew 7 verse 7. This is a very familiar passage of scripture. I want you to listen close. Ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks. Either true or it's not. I love it. This is a promise for me. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks the door will be opened. Or what man is among you who, if a son asks for bread, would you give your child a stone if your kid asks for bread? Or if your child asks for a fish, would you give him a serpent? If you, then being evil, because we're born from Adam, right? Know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more will your heavenly father, you're born again here this morning, 
Is he your Abba Father this morning? Are you walking intimately with Jesus Christ this morning? Have you been quickened in your spirit? Do you know him today? Listen, how much more will your father, your Abba, your daddy, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask of him? And I love the passage where it says, if you ask anything according to the will of God, it shall be done unto you. And what is the according to the will of God? Because sometimes you say, well, I prayed for what something and I didn't get it. And the result ended and it wasn't what I asked for. If you pray anything according to my will. Just remember that. Because God's got a will and we need to know that will. And the good news is we can know his will. Because of his spirit that he's put within us. We can know the will of God. How many of you want to know more of the will of God? We have a will. And sometimes we want our will to be God's will. (laughs) Right? Well, God's ways and our ways are just miles apart. I'm talking about our human reasoning. When I say our ways. But you see, we've been given the mind of Jesus Christ. And the heart of Jesus Christ. And the inner man is brand new. Amen? Therefore, we can know the deep things of God and we can know his perfect will. I'm going to read Matthew 7 from the Amplified Version. Listen to this because it kind of opens up what this means. It says, ask and keep on asking and it will be given unto you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and just keep on knocking and the door will be opened unto you. For everyone that keeps on asking, receives. Because sometimes we ask and we don't get it and then we go do something else. This is something God is teaching us in his word to be very persistent. Faith will continue to knock until you get what you want. And I know that we know how to do that because we're like that from our birth, right? Mommy, 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 you know. There's things you won't you get, guys. I guarantee it because you're very persistent professionals. I know I am. So I know that we can be persistent. Why do I give up so quickly on God? Everyone who keeps on asking receives. He who keeps on seeking finds. And to him that keeps on knocking, it will be opened unto him. Amen? God's telling us and teaching us in his word how to be very persistent with him. I told you earlier that Jesus marveled when he saw faith. I'll say it like this. Do you know that Jesus is actually marveling at his own work? So when you read all through the Gospels and you read about you know, people coming to Jesus and he says, your faith has made you whole. These people believed that Jesus was who he was. Because every time he healed someone or did something, his question was, do you believe? Yes, I believe. Therefore, your faith has made you whole. They believed. And belief has a persistence to it. I believe. And he made people whole. Amen? So he marveled at his own work. Faith comes by hearing God. Faith will continue to ask and faith will continue to seek and faith will continue to knock until we get what we're looking for. Amen. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. Stay with me. We're talking about faith. 
Faith means I am being persistent with God and he is going to reward his persistence. Can I say it like that? Because the only way that we're going to be persistent with God is we need God's help to be persistent, right? Don't you know that God has given us the free gift of grace? Grace influences this guy to do what God wants. Aren't you glad for that? So if we are going to be persistent with God, and I'm not persistent with God, I need God's help to be persistent with God. Therefore, I need my faith to be built up. I believe, but Lord, help me in my unbelief. Right? Have you know he's building your faith this morning. We will not leave this room the same. Amen? Aren't you glad for the word of God this morning? Luke 11, read this. Jesus is teaching something here to us, his disciples. And it came to pass, verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, and when he had ceased, one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, would you teach us how to pray as John taught his disciples? And then Jesus said unto him, and then he goes in and gives an abbreviated version of what we call the Lord's Prayer. And then if you go on down to verse 5, Jesus makes a practical application. And he said unto his disciples in verse 5, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Hey friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me. And I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Hey, don't bother me. Trouble me not. My door is now closed. My children are in bed with me. I'm not about to get out of this warm bed and come open the door and give you three loaves of bread. Pretty much come back later. All right? It's not what it says, but that's exactly what it says. Y'all with me? Verse 8. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give unto him, because he is his friend. I mean, they're friends and he's still not getting up. Caleb, that'd be like me coming and say, hey man, I got a friend that's traveled in here. And I know you just went to Costco. And I know you got some of that good bread with the, the, the seeds on it. And I'd love to feed my friend that's in from out of town, but I don't have anything. And I know you're in bed, and I know you got a nice bed, and I know that you're comfortable and your door's locked. But could you please get up? Come on, bro. Please? No, no, man. I ain't about to get up. Come back tomorrow. I'm I'm in bed. My kids are in bed. I'm snuggled up in the sheets. My pillow's really soft. Come on, man. I'm your friend, right? I know you're my friend, so I can be blunt with you. Come back later. Are y'all with me? Yet because of his importunity, I love King James writings, means persistent, endurance, steadfast continuance. Then Caleb's going to get out of bed and he's going to give me what I need because I am not going to stop asking until I get what I want. And I'm going to beat your door off the hinges until I get it. I don't care if you're in your bed. Get up and come help me, please. I said, please. Are y'all with me this morning? 
It's the consistency and the importunity to continue to ask for something that you really want because you know he's got it. This is the way God wants us to come to him. He is teaching us from his word how to pray, how to talk to me, how to believe in me, how to come to me. Don't just come, oh, God, please help me in Jesus' name. All right, let's go talk about how we're going to fix all these problems now. No, no, no. You want me to answer you? I will. If you ask and keep on asking, then you're going to get what you're asking for. If you seek me and you keep on seeking me, don't stop. Do you know that I believe that God, because we're his workmanship created under good works, we're the piece of clay on the potter, and he is building something out of our life. He's making us like Jesus. How many of you want the faith that Jesus had? Well, I'm going to tell you there's only one that can build faith like that. And it's God. And so we're on his potter wheel and God is working within us to build that faith. So if we're going to be persistent with God, I need God to build that persistence within me. And hey, I don't always have it. But God is building it within us, guys. How many of you believe that this morning? How many of you know that we're going to leave this place with more faith than we came in here? You know why? Because God's word always affects our life. And I'm excited about it. Amen? Turn just a few chapters over to Luke 18. Here's another teaching. And I want us to really pay attention to this. Because God loves persistence. And he is going to reward his own work. God rewards his own work. What is his work? He's building our faith. And when our faith is weak, he's going to build it up even more. Oh, how long do I have to be with you? But I'm going to build your faith. You just see me work this miracle. You just saw me raise this individual from the dead. You just saw me deliver leprosy from this one. And now your faith is weak. Lord, we're going to perish in this boat. There's a bad storm. Wake up. Don't you care about us? Yeah, I care about you. I care so much. You need your faith a little bit stronger. Don't, I, I told you to get in the boat to go across the other side, right? I'm in the boat with you. You're going to be okay. Settle down. It's what he tells me all the time. And I'm, Lord, please help me in my unbelief. How many of you want that? Help me in my unbelief. So that I'm not lacking the faith and just instead of pressing in towards God, I pray just once or twice and then I go to worrying. I go to trying to fix my own problems. Oh my gosh. Oh, now what I'm going to do? I just don't. I would never do it in front of you because it would be embarrassing. Didn't this guy just preach to us and now look at him? But we do it from within. And God's saying, hey... I am, I am going to continually talk to you over and over again. I'm going to be persistent in your life. Hey, just seek me first. Seek my kingdom and my righteousness and everything is going to be all right. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let it worry about itself. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Just be persistent and believing what I have spoken over your life. Can you hear him, saints, this morning? He is beckoning us 
Don't worry, I want you to live a life of joy even in the midst of your troubled times. And the way that you're going to have joy is you're going to be believing and not stop believing. And people around your life are going to see you just keep on believing in God no matter what you're facing. Shannon, God has your answer. And we're not going to stop beating on that door till we get that answer. Where else do we go? Here's the other option. I'm just going to get all nervous and worked up and I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night and I'm just going to worry. And I'm going to try to resolve the problem. I'm going to do everything that I can to try to fix the problem. And guys, when we resort to that, all we do is just spiral down until we finally get to the bottom and God's coming to pick us right back up. Oh, ye of little faith, just be persistent with me. Amen. I love God's word, don't you? He spoke another parable, said to this, that men ought to pray always and faint not. Can you hear him saying, be persistent with me? Don't stop, don't faint, don't quit. Keep on praying. Saying there was a city and there was a judge in this city who was not a God-fearing man. And he neither regarded man. So he was kind of like a didn't really care about nobody kind of man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I'm not a God-fearing man, and I could really care less about this woman, no regard to men, that's basically what it's saying, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she would weary me. Now we're talking about a man's language from a lost man. She's getting on my nerves. She's troubling me. She's wearying me. I don't really care about God and I don't care about her, but I can't take it anymore. Now God doesn't have that attitude. I'm talking about the lost man's mindset. And listen, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge is saying. Then he goes on to say, and shall not God avenge his own elect? Come on, guys. Listen, which cried day and night unto him. That's the part God's trying to get a point across to us this morning. And shall not God avenge you if you're born again here this morning? If you would cry day and night unto him. Can you see there's a persistence of the human He's not just going to cry one time and then pick up his paper towel and walk away. But he's crying or she's crying day and night unto him. Not to the friends on the phone. Not to your mom or your daddy. And praise God for friends and moms and dads. But I'm going to tell you, listen, you and I need to cry unto him day and night and over and over and over until we get To the place where our faith ends in sight. Amen. I love it. Though he bear long with her. Listen. I tell you that he will avenge you speedily. Nevertheless. When the son of man comes. Shall he find faith on this earth. Well I'll say this. If you're a born again believer. God gave you faith to start this race. And God not only authored your faith. But he is the faith builder in our life and he will finish your faith at the end of this race. And he's given all of his sheep ears to hear. 
My sheep hear me. My sheep follow me. God is speaking to his sheep this morning. Can you hear him? Aren't you excited? Aren't you believing that tomorrow, oh my goodness, man, God, you asked for it. You know why I said that? Because all of you are going to be beating his door off the hinges. Amen? Come on. And you know what he's saying? I love it. This is what I taught you to do. Thank you for hearing me. Oh, and he's going to marvel at his own work in us. Can I get an amen? He's like, good job, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, working in my children. He marvels at his own work. Amen? I love it. I love Jesus, and I love what he's doing in our life. Amen? A few more things. Listen, asking and knocking and receiving. I'm going to just give you some instances where faith was rewarded. Okay? You all remember the woman that had the issue of blood? She was in the crowd of people. Jesus was coming through the city. She knew that she had done everything she could to get rid of this problem. And she knew that Jesus Christ, this man has got to be from God. And he has worked miracles and I've heard of him. And I hear that he's coming through the town today. So she is in the crowd amongst hundreds of people. And these people are all pressed in around Jesus. And here's this woman with this physical problem. And she is needing to get to Jesus. I've spent all my money. The doctors have done everything. And I still have the problem. But I heard Jesus is coming. And I can just, can I just draw a picture of what could possibly have been there? Though it may not say it clearly. And you can take it or leave it. But I believe that this woman, according to the scriptures, pressed her way through the crowd. Can you imagine the filth of the legs of the people? They didn't have the beautiful sidewalks and concrete. That's just dirt roads everywhere. And people's got dirty, dusty sandals. This woman made her way through the robes of the people. Probably not the greatest environment. But she knew that if I can get to that man's garment, if I could just touch his robe. And she made her way through that crowd. She was persistent to get to that man, Jesus. And when she touched him, He turned and said, who touched me? Now, he knew that there was thousands of people touched him, and he knew exactly what happened. He wanted her to know, I know you've came and touched me, and your faith has made you whole. Amen? It was because of that woman's persistence that went through that crowd. Her faith, being persistent, was made whole. Remember the blind man named Barnabas? Oh, yeah, you know where I'm going with this one. The blind man, in case you hadn't heard of it, is a blind man in the Bible called Bartimaeus. And this man had been blind for, I believe, his whole life. He would sit in this area every single day and ask for alms. Well, on one particular day, the man Jesus Christ is coming through the city. And there were hundreds of people that were gathering in the streets so they could be there when Jesus comes through. So this man that's blind is sitting on the curb and he hears because he can't see the people hollering and, and screaming jesus is coming jesus is coming so this guy stands up and get, begins to be extremely belligerent son of david have mercy on me hey son of david have mercy on me and he can't see jesus so he's probably like all oh, the son of david have mercy on me and they're like, dude, shut up, settle down, go read it. They, they were telling him to be quiet. 
And the more they told him to be quiet, the louder he got. Son of David, please have mercy on me. And because of that man's persistence, it caught the attention of God. And he turned to that man and said, bring him to me. And they're like, they're asking for this guy. And we told him to shut up. Now Jesus is, is asking for this man. Hey, what about me? And Jesus is pretty much saying, you know what? If you'd have been as persistent as him, I'd have asked for you. Oh, boy. Can you hear me this morning? Oh, come on now. If you were as loud as him, God is attracted to the one that cries day and night. He's attracted to our whimpers and our squealings and our crying and our wailing and our persistency. He's attracted to that. My God. He said, your faith has made you whole. And that man was healed that day. Amen? Oh, my gosh. I love it. Listen to this one. I love the word of God. Y'all remember Zacchaeus? The wee little man he was. He climbed up in the sycamore tree. It's a cute little song when you're in Sunday school as a four-year-old. Or a 12-year-old. Or a 30-year-old. This man was not the greatest man with a good reputation in the town. He was a wee little man. It means he was short. And he's in the crowd of people, and he's hearing that this man, Jesus, is coming in the way. So he's heard about this man, Jesus. I heard this man heals people. I heard this man feeds thousands of people. I heard this guy took some water and turned it into wine. I heard about him. I heard that he's the savior of the world. I heard about him. Maybe you're here today, and maybe you've heard about Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you've been laying in your bed at night and you've been thinking about Jesus. The very God in whom your family members always talk about what Jesus has done for them. How much Jesus loves them and how much Jesus loves you. Maybe you're that person here today. Well, you know what? This little man, Zacchaeus, in which nobody liked, You may be like, but he wasn't. And so he was standing in the crowd and everybody's taller than him. And he's trying to peek through the crowds and he can't see. But he is determined to see Jesus. So this wee little man who nobody likes climbs up in this sycamore tree, which is a very tall tree. And when he did, he was in the top of the tree. There's nobody else human in a tree except this one man and you know what it did it attracted Jesus now he wasn't attracted that the human climbed into the tree though he was you know what he's attracted by he knew the man's thoughts he said hey Zacchaeus he even called him by his name hey come on down quickly out of that tree and come see me And everybody's like, what the world? Are you dead serious? This dude is a dead gum deadbeat. And Jesus is asking for him. 
And so they watch this man quickly run out of the tree. And they run down there and he's with Jesus. And Jesus said, I'm coming to your house today. And I'm going to eat at your house today. And hope and life is coming to your house today. You go straightway quickly and make way. I'll be there soon. And all the people were probably standing around going, what the world just happened? I'm going to tell you what Jesus was displaying, what the world just happened. Here's a man who is wicked. And I just say that about everybody in this room outside of Jesus is what the Bible calls us. Just somebody that just don't know the way. And you know what? Jesus was attracted to that man's persistence to get a glimpse of this man, Jesus. And you know what? He ate at that man's house and him and his whole household born again that day. So that might be you today. That might be you today. If you've come in here and you know that you've been seeking after God, God knows you have. And you know what he did? He brought you here today to tell you, hey, today is the day of salvation for you. I love you. How many times that we said God loves us? God loves us. He's in love with us. He's in love with you. And listen, today is the day he's rewarding your persistence with him. Amen? Aren't you thankful for Jesus this morning? Aren't you glad for that? I want you to stand to your feet with me this morning. And I want you to think about what God has spoken over our life for just a moment. If you're here today and you're not walking with Jesus, can I be extremely open with you just for a moment? I don't have to know who you are, but you do. Jeff Lee came into this church 23 years ago like you have today. And listen, for weeks I was calling out to Jesus to help me. And you know what he did? He said, Jeff, I'm going to help you. I'm going to bring you somewhere where you can hear, where you can find help. And he didn't bring me to the church so the church could help me, even though they would have been willing to. He said, you come to me, all that are heavy laden and burdened, and I'll give you rest. And I came to this man, Jesus, and he set me free. And he gave me hope. And he gave me life. And he gave me victory. And he's called me to be a preacher in this hour. And I love it. Because I love talking about him. He's the one that's given me life. And hope. And freedom. And deliverance. And life more abundant. So if you're here today. The faith God gave you to come today. And the faith that's God given you this morning. To say hey. Just come I drew you, I've pursued you, and I've brought you here today so that you could hear my voice say, come unto me. You've labored and you're heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I'll give you life. I'll forgive your sin. I'll deliver you. I'll give you life eternal. What a hope that we have in this wonderful Savior. His name is Jesus. Maybe you're a believer here this morning. What have you been knocking for? Or have you knocked and just stopped? Well, I'm here to tell you, God has encouraged us in his word this morning. Hey, don't stop. Your reward's on its way. Now, I'm not a faith, claim it, name it, claim it, twist God's arm, 
make God do what I want him to do because he's not a genie in a bottle. And you're not going to twist. And if you say, well, I have great faith. If you do, God gave it to you. It's not yours. You heard me? I said, if you have great faith, which you may or may not, God gave it to you. And you need to stand on what God's given to you. And if you'd be honest before God like I will and say, look, my faith is a little bit weak today. But I know, God, you spoke to me and you've given me faith to go on and just keep knocking till that door comes off the hinges. Because I believe you're the answer to my troubles today. You're the answer to everything that I need in life. Maybe you've been searching for a job. Maybe you've been searching for a spouse. Maybe you've been searching for a healing. Maybe you've been searching for something. Whatever it is you're asking God for, why don't we come into these altars and lay before Him? Because you know what? Today may be the very day that you receive the reward that you're looking for. Maybe it's today. Naaman dipped in that in that Jordan River. He was told by the prophet to dip seven times. Now in his natural mind, he's probably thinking, why? But he did it. It took seven dips in that Jordan River for that man's body to be made whole. Don't stop at number five, church. I said, don't stop at number five. Keep on dipping. There's two more to go. Be persistent with God this morning. Those of you in your seats, if you want to come and pray over these people, you come on and join me in this altar. Let's knock together. Let's help one another this morning. Let's just lay before God for a few more minutes. And let's believe God to reward his own faith. Father, I thank you for ministering your word to us today. I thank you for the faith that you've given us to believe. And I thank you for helping us even in our unbelief, God. We're so desperate for you, Lord. We so praise you for who you are and all that you're doing in our life and in this church in this hour. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for ministering right now. Thank you that you're doing a great work. In Jesus' name.